Welcome to the Peach Pit Fitness Podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the Peach Pit. Hello, Peach Pit. Hello, Meredith. Hello, Miss Jennifer. How are you today? Well, consciously aware of exactly how I am. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, we're going to talk all about the uh, I am really and mm. the data behind that today yeah. because we're talking about this big, it's a pretty hot topic, especially if you're in to uh, athletic performance and tracking your sleep. And that is called heart rate variability or just HRV for short. And Peach Pit fans, we have a, this is a new format. Meredith and I, we have our experience with observing HRV data and using HRV data as a way to help you understand more about this trend. First of all, this is definitely not going away. And how to get more of an inside look into your training, which is something we talk about a lot, but uh, we're, you know, it's like giving you something really tangible to uh, utilize. So it's very exciting. And we have a special guest who is definitely a subject matter expert in this. And we'll um, save that for a little bit later. This HRV trend, it's not really a trend because I don't think it's going away. I think this is a here to stay tool, right? I agree, especially as we get more of these wearable devices and as they get more accurate and people have access to this information Mm -hmm. in a a much easier way, Mm -hmm. I think it will only continue to grow. And the best part about this episode is our conversation on HRV is unlike any of the stuff that I saw on the internet. It is not just a pros and cons chit chat. This is really getting inside the modulation and the manipulation of this number. And I I really think that it's going to be unique from Mm -hmm. other podcasts I've seen, certainly from like other blogs that feature heart rate variability. And that's just exciting to me. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's incredibly exciting. And I think it has so many implications in like multiple like intersections with other modalities and um, like psychologically speaking, Mm -hmm. there are just so many different avenues and ways that this conversation could be explored. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really exciting. Yeah. And I feel like if you're a trainer, you're a exercise professional yourself, you've heard of this term. It's been studied as a marker of heart health for about 50 years. So even in like a basic university exercise physiology class, this has come up and it's not when I was in my undergrad, we did not really pay attention to HRV too much. We definitely had to memorize a definition, but we were more into like checking our pulse and, you know, times by four. And Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I uh, that always <laughs> throwback out so bad. But that would be a good '90s throwback, like the checking of the pulse and like try, you know, like I don't know, is that the pulse? Is that my finger? Is that my client's pulse? Is that like I don't know what I'm counting right now? I'm breathing, counting breathings. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I, no, totally. <laughs> and so that's um, so if you're a trainer, you've definitely heard of this. I feel like if you are some kind of like endurance athlete, this has mm-hmm. been pretty hot for a while because like. Garmin's really into this, you know, uh, any of the wearables have definitely gone in the direction of looking at HRV. This is famous from whoop devices, which I have zero experience with the aura ring devices, which I've zero experience with outside of was, my clients. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely my first experience with heart. Cause I don't even feel like there was a way of tracking it. Like really like, you know, without, some sort of really sophisticated device prior to these more marketed wearable devices. I don't even know how you would have necessarily on the average person tracked that. It's not like you would have your client, like you could measure it the same way that you could with the pulse. So, so that was really my first introduction to it was when I started wearing the aura ring. Yeah. And then I feel like, uh, uh, in other parts of the athletics world, you would have heard of HRV, but in case you haven't, we, I have a quick definition and I pulled it actually from InShape magazine. You know, we could pull it from a, a, a <laughs> like, you know. What does InShape magazine say? Well, well yeah. I mean, I was going to, yeah, I, I have the whole script here, but like, you know, it's almost the same definition as you would get from a textbook basically, okay. because this stuff hasn't changed in 50 years. The only thing that has changed is our access to it, right? So InShape says, to put it super simply, heart rate variability is a measure of the variation in time between each of your heartbeats. And that variation is controlled by your autonomic nervous system, your ANS, the same system that controls your fight or flight response. A normal, healthy heart doesn't beat evenly like a metronome. So that might be a surprise to some people. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the milliseconds between beats, there are constant variations. HRV is influenced by exercise, hormonal reactions, stress, recovery, and more. What else? Um, So (laughs) then they say, why check your heart rate variability? And the response is, if your body is in more of a fight or flight mode, your HRV is low. When you're more relaxed, the variation between your heartbeats is high. A higher HRV means more resilience and flexibility and usually means your body will better respond to stressful situations and tougher workouts. When you have a higher HRV, you know your body is ready to take on new challenges rather than taking a day off to recover. Checking your HRV is also a great way to see how your body responds when you add healthy habits to your lifestyle and you want to see it rise over time. So only thing problematic with this is that it might give people like, like that, like too much, like leniency on like, Oh, let's add like more intensity, like, you know, and instead of just staying focused sometimes, which, you know, I I really think like consistency is one of the most over like underrated things that, um, you know, we always want something new, right. Right. 
Right. So just to, you know, keep it simple, low HRV could mean you're easily exhausted, low adaptability, decreased cognition, and high HRV could mean improved performance, high adaptability, and improved cognition. So, uh, you know, when I hear high HRV, all I think about is good sleep. I'm so focused on Mm. that right now. My my self-care has gone like with my my baby boo, Uh baby boo Bowie. He is, is a puppy and, you know, that's like totally changed my routine. It's um, placed stress on my autonomic nervous system that yeah. I didn't, wasn't ready for, meaning like my heart explodes all the time and it causes <laughs> minor like stress attacks and, yeah. um, and he was sick. So like that just like threw me, we are going to talk about our training, basically what we've learned, Meredith and I, over the past month or so, implementing this data into our lifestyle. Is that a good way to put it? Is that a good? Absolutely. Yeah. Does this make you want to wear something like a, like a whoop strap or a, or, or do you not want to have that? So like, I had a period of time where I actually lost my aura ring. And so like for a year, I wasn't wearing it. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, like I thought it was a little bit healthier because I didn't have the data at my fingertips all the time. So I just, you know, what were the device that we're going to be talking about is a little bit different than those other, where it's just a tracker, but yeah, I just was curious, just Oh, from my, from your perspective, does I do not need a constant, <laughs> no. or does that, yeah. Does that make you more stressed out or like too focused on? Yeah, I need my energy needs to be on maintaining what I have my baselines yeah, yeah. and maximizing my exercise, okay. adding another like to do or like, yeah. Might How do you be the judge, best. like, like without that information, wh- what do you use to judge? Like just how, um, like wh- if you're going to push it at the gym on a given day or if you're not, or if you, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm using, I'm using our, our new device, the Intel belt okay. yeah. as a way to, you know, help me judge. But if I don't have that, I do look at you know, how much sleep I got. Uh, I do look at kind of crude, but I mean, my bowel movements are pretty indicative of like my overall like body status. <laughs> um, I can relate to that. So that's another one. And then uh, there's always like the space and time. Of course, like I run like two businesses. I have the puppy and I have a high standard of self-care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I have tools at my disposal that if I don't feel ready, I can manipulate yeah. my status a little bit to get me ready. Yeah. And that's taken, you know, a lot of time and effort and work. I do call myself a self care queen because, <laughs> well, it's, I put a premium. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, there's a long answer there that we're going to Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure that they're like, I would assume just based on what I know about you that like, you're always sort of constantly like checking in with yourself Mm -hmm. and knowing based on the things that you've already previously experienced, like 
this feels like it's pushable and this feels like I don't want to go there today. And mm-hmm. you can, like have gotten so in tune with how your body feels on a given day or like what it feels like when it's feeling really good or what it doesn't, you know, that you can like adjust in the moment and like mm. yeah. uh, allow for those things. I just was curious if you had yeah. like another. Um, I mean, my other one okay. is I have, I do have experience with anxiety and some depression. So if those things are coming on, yeah, there's a, that's a big red flag. I'd say those are my, that's where I'm hitting my baseline where I don't want to go below that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So if like anxiety is coming on, I do yeah. have tools, which are literally like journaling and like, you know, more spiritual based, psychological based, and that might replace my exercise, right. especially in the morning. Like I will definitely skip the gym to open my journal and yeah. do and do the things that I know that, and I mean, it's pretty clear because my, my whole consciousness like shifts. Yeah, I'm for sure really out of balance. Let's say what, what do you think are some of the possible downfalls to having an HRV like number tracking? Yeah. Well, so I think that like you mentioned before, I think that we can sometimes like disregard other signals we're getting from our body. So like, I was just mentioning that I had uh, like a really high HRV score recently. And like, I was like higher than like anything I've ever. (laughs) And I'm just like, today's going to be the day that I go to the gym and like blow it out of the park, you know, like, but I just didn't feel that way. Like I didn't feel. And so like, I can look at that data and be like, well, this number says that I should go be able to go do that. And but everything inside of myself is saying like, I don't want to do that. It just doesn't feel good to me, like for whatever reason. So I think disregarding other, in the same way, in the same flip of that, like getting a low HRV score doesn't necessarily mean that like, okay, I should just, you know, not go do anything. And I should just curl up in bed and like, like it's information, Mm -hmm. but I still have to pay attention to other factors. So to me, I think that's part of the process of like this whole of living in a body (laughs) and like, and, and living with a mind and like, and, and trying to figure out what the intersection of those things is, because, you know, when you brought up like anxiety and depression, you know, I do, it does seem like, and people are doing studies on like the correlations between like HRV numbers and those things. And it starts to make you wonder, well, you know, if I use certain techniques to increase my HRV, theoretically that could improve my emotional state or like I may Mm -hmm. feel less anxious or I may feel better, but like, but is it those other things though that cause my HRV to be, and so we can get into this sort of like chicken and the egg type of thing, which I think is a really interesting area of study. Yeah, no, they have studied that. And I saw one paper where they took like 200 college students and it was, they did say that HRV did predict these phases of, you know, less emotional agility or like anxiety and depression. And they, they actually put them in like almost like a sensory deprivation, like room to like test them, which I was like, damn, that's kind of stressful. Well, I know. And you're saying like college students and I'm thinking, okay, well, they're probably like drinking at night and like, well, they said not 
you couldn't exercise, have okay. alcohol or caffeine six okay. hours before the, the base. I don't, I don't, not a baseline, but, um, any kind of testing. Right. Okay. And I know I'm like, you must've paid them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. Like thinking of like all of the things that like are challenging about that environment, like not getting yep. enough sleep and like all the things that are typically Ugh. not great for HRV. Yeah. Levels. And I mean, not, oh my gosh, like, yeah. And the college student now is like, just it, the whole experience has changed. So I can't imagine doing this like during COVID, like mm. what would have changed because the whole college experience is even different than, you know, just a yeah. few years ago. So yeah, I mean, and that, but that, that, what I just said, that environment that we've been aware that we've been placed in, and that has heightened our awareness of wellness tools and that we should be using them. I saw a business trend article about the wellness industry. It's a $1.5 trillion industry. And that has to do with (laughs) like everything from looking hotter to sleeping better. And people are ready to invest in 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 in-person personal training. Uh, They are ready to invest in just, you know, like different wellness modalities. And a part of that growth is from, you know, our new awareness of how important it is to have intrinsic awareness (laughs) of our body. And that's, I think the biggest plus side of this. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan in general of being observant. Mm -hmm. And I think using HRV as a tool can help myself do that. I'm sure, I'm sure it will help a lot of other people do that. And because like we, like we have, there's fitness obstacles and we can't solve a problem if our energy is all wrapped up in the problem. Like, and I think like a good example of that is like focusing on the number on the scale. Right. Like right. Sure. You're just focused on that number, but isn't that also like the thing that you're trying to solve? Like, why would you, you know, you have to step back and be the observant person of right. when it comes to your goals. And that's why goal setting techniques, having accountability, having a professional, like all of those things really work because it, it, one of the things is it can take your energy out of the outcome and into the process. And this is a tool I really think can do that. Yeah. Um, And I'd rather watch a number than listen to the voice, like chattering in my head. Yeah. (laughs) I do think, right. Like having some real time, like real data feedback, like, like I've never been a big fan of uh, that goes to like so many different reasons why it goes into that. But, But like you said, like, I mean, if you're doing, if you're taking the right actions, then like looking at the number on the scale is a byproduct of the actions that you have taken. So like, I can feel good about like, if I am just putting my energy into these action steps, like that number will come along with it. And in some ways I feel like, like the wearable things, like it does encourage like behavior modification. Like it's not so much necessarily even about like the number itself, but I know that if I'm doing the right things, if I'm getting enough sleep at night, if I'm limiting my alcohol intake, if I'm not eating like right before bed or like a heavy meal right before bed or something, Mm -hmm. like chances are that I'm going to sleep better, that I'm going to, which will, I might wake up with a higher HRV number. I might 
feel, you know, so it's almost like having a little bit of accountability Mm -hmm. towards those things, I think has been um, one of the biggest factors for me, like in, in liking and also not liking. Cause then it's like on the, by the same token, if I don't get a good night's sleep or if I don't, if I do go out and have a couple drinks with friends, like, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm going to see that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 And having like, like just what you just said, like, ha- like that'll give you an opportunity to have like a plan in place, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to do hit tomorrow, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to like I use one of my alternative workout options is a sauna. Like I, if oh, I, nice. if yeah. I know that I can't go for a certain amount of time or I can't push myself a certain amount, I know 20 minutes in the sauna will kind of help me, you know, unload yeah. and, you know, give me a little bit of that stimulus to help my, you know, whatever system I want to improve. And yeah. Whatever substrate I want to improve. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, but like with all that said, if we don't have the right focus point and we are too focused on a number, this can go yeah. the other way too. Yeah, where, sure. yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Like I can see in the same way that I'm telling you, saying those things to you, I can see how like I already have a tendency to be very like introverted and like a little bit of a hermit crab. And so like, if I'm like, well, I don't ever want to go out with friends because I don't ever want to like have a bad HRV number. And I don't ever want to like, it's just easier for me to stay at home and keep myself like where I can control all of the variables. And like, that's not great either. There's gotta be like, we have to have like balance maybe. I mean, that's the thing. Like you can improve your HRV and like community just by itself. Well, sure. Finding ways to, (laughs) right. So like, well, yeah, you know, um, refer back to the group exercise episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. To your point, there are other ways to go be with, with people. Um, and so like, and meet people who are also trying. Yeah, that's true. HRV I, meetups. <laughs> What'd you say? HRV meetups. Yes. Well, like with like the Wim Hof stuff, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. finding other people in the same group or going to a yoga class, going to like a group meditation. Mm. You know, I think that's some of the most interesting. There are so many different articles that I came across. There was like a one about um, the effects of Native American flute on HRV levels. Oh, isn't that so interesting? It's like, so they were, you know, that, me. I know <laughs> there were like high frequency notes and lower frequency notes. Oh, and, love that. and then it was not even just about from the perspective of the flautist, uh-huh. it was also the people listening to it. Mm. And so they were talking about it in terms of like art therapy and music therapy mm. and, but all but then I, you know, that brings up for me, like the chanting, the mantras and yoga and like the deep, the different tones and different, like potential shock roll. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think there's just so many interesting energetic things to explore. Yeah. Well, this, this HRV can bring (laughs) that up. Like there are studies where they've looked at something called Schumann residence resonance. Mm, Yes. I almost said residence. (laughs) Um, resonance which are basically magnetic field changes at the earth level not at like a geomagnetic earth measurement yes and like recently tracking this 
right? Like I, I haven't ever gone and looked it up, but I've heard mm-hmm. of this. And yeah, yeah no, it changes, it yeah. changes collective HRV numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I did save them because I did that. I was reading that specifically for this episode. Okay. And yeah, so yes, it, it, and they were done like quite a while ago. Like Schumann resonance is not a new thing. It's being, it's been measured for quite a long time. It's, it's a way to measure like astral and space activity, which is of interest to some people. Yeah. Probably meteorologists too. Well, this comes and, up on a, a yeah. podcast that I listen to where it gets mentioned every once in a while. Okay. So. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, it, but it takes you into the woo woo conversation. It does. Sure. <laughs> which is why I'm not going to mention the name yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> but, that, but that's the beauty of this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Being right. observant does include like your outlook on consciousness. Yeah. Being in, in like a spiritual way, consciousness is, and being observant of self is the higher octave of meditation, of you know, being and and I maybe HRV is a is a tool for that. I think it is. I've seen a transition with some of my clients uh, when we talk about pain science, when we talk about how chronic pain can be instigated from the environment, and they start to be that observant, you know, person where you know when you can see. Yeah. It's all about observing to me. It's all about being just more neutral and observing. And I don't, you know, and that, I think that's like such a, I'm sorry. That's like such a, like a bland, like definition, but it is how I see it. And when we are attached to external outcomes, we become the external thing. And that is the opposite of consciousness. That's just being very aware of something which to me is, to me, it's the opposite of consciousness. Anywho, I think this is a good time to bring Bethany on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I really like where this conversation is going, but like, I'm excited to have Bethany too. So, (laughs) okay. So I'm going to let my little boo-boo out and um, yeah. yeah. I'll meet you back here. Okay. Okay, Peach Pit, we are back with a special guest. We ended our the first half of this episode on HRV and consciousness, by the way. <laughs> and I definitely could keep going down that rabbit hole, but we have something more important to bring up, which is the fact that this podcast episode about HRV is go is going to be different than any other thing that you have listened to, watched, or read on HRV, because this anything that has come out in the since like 2017, according to my Google rabbit hole, it's it's all the same stuff. It's all just tracking and why this number is important. And we're, you know, we're not, you know, poo-pooing why this number is important at all. Like we think it's important and useful. But there's a whole new way to look at this. And that's why we have Bethany Rocha with us from Noro Peak Pro. Welcome. And thank you, Jen. Thanks, Merida. Thanks for having me. Yes. Please tell us about you and Noro Peak Pro and why you're here. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that was a great intro to NeuroPeak Pro. I definitely feel like heart rate variability and kind of that world and that space has become such like a common term, which is wonderful in the health and wellness world. But being able to kind of pivot and take that one step further and say, all right, it's not just about tracking this number. Like we have some power, we have some influence and some ability to train and improve this number as well. So that's kind of where the NeuroPeak Pro training comes in. Um, we're a company that's focused on precision breathing, heart rate variability training, and we also do brain performance training um, by using neurofeedback services as well. So I'm a peak performance coach with the company, and I started with the company in 2015. Prior to that, I had completed my master's in social work training, and I was working at the time at a company that was really focused on rehabilitation for individuals who had had pretty severe orthopedic injuries and brain injuries as well. So a lot of falls, auto accidents, things like that. During that time, I saw some pretty incredible, powerful stories of recovery and change in those systems. And really the power in unlocking those changes was giving those people the right cues, right? Giving them the right stimuli and cues to be able to put their systems back on track. At the time, I my wheels were turning a little bit and thinking, all right, these systems have this plasticity, right? This ability to change. And I saw it in action. I, I didn't need to be convinced of that. I was very convinced. How could we take those same concepts and cues about change and improvement for those systems and be able to start to demonstrate those in more of a peak performance or a wellness setting for all of us here out in the world. So that was really kind of my shift and entrance into NeuroPeak Pro several years ago now. And it's been a fun ride ever since. Mm. Sweet. I want to kind of pause on that phrase, peak performance. What is, Meredith, what's peak performance for you? Oof. Well, you know, uh, so you have, in some of the things that I've been reading about and that we've talked about, this idea of like being in the zone, mm. that's definitely something that comes up for me when I'm thinking about like, I don't have to overly tax my mental or physical, like it's just there. I'm just ready to go. I don't have to question it. I'm just mentally focused, physically focused, locked in and feeling at one with whatever it is I'm trying to do. So that's mm. kind of what peak performance feels like to me. That sounds, How about yeah. you, Jen? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I think focus is a big one. Yeah. I struggled with, I have struggled with focus for my entire life. (laughs) I have learned so much about my own peak performance from the ability to be able to focus or not. I think that's a big one for me. The other thing that's peak performance for me is bodily functions. Like we said before, like sleep, you know, all that stuff is, and I, you know, what else uh, that I have had in the past, I used to have heart palpitations. And there's a a word for it, but I can't quite, it's not quite quite coming to me, but it's like, you take an extra breath. Bethany, do you know what that means? It's like, it's like a, (laughs) like a gasp, right? Gasp. Yeah. And you really hard to describe, but if audience, if you know, if you've experienced this, you might know exactly what it feels like. It's like your body is gasping for air and 
you know, that was, I just turned 40. So that was over 10 years ago where I used to be getting these. So you can be on the younger side of life and look healthy and be in the fitness industry and still have all like something like that going on underneath the surface. And if you don't have some kind of awareness over it, you, you could run into some trouble. So, um, yeah, I think that's like a good way to kind of really dive into why, what we're doing for this episode and why, what's the new direction for using HRV? Like we mentioned constant tracking when you're wearing a device. So yeah. Can we talk about the difference between like actually manipulating your HRV and just being a piece of data? <laughs> yeah, Tracking. yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's interesting to me to hear you both describe your experiences of peak performance because I hear a lot of those same themes and veins run throughout all the clients that I work with, whether they're athletes, straight collegiate athletes, pro athletes, whether they're business professionals, students, moms or dads, really, right? We all experience a lot of those same things related to our focus, our sleep, our stress tolerance, right? And it's interesting when you think about the systems internally that really drive those performance points, right? Your brain and your nervous system are responsible for a lot of those internal regulatory systems that are trying to bring us constantly back to balance, back to homeostasis, right? Jen, some of your experience with changes in your breath may have been related to that as well. Your body was saying, hey, she needs a little more oxygen. I'm going to get it for her, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's just happening and, and clicking and churning inside of our bodies all the time. Mm. So breathing and the heart rate variability training is, is really a way for us to give our nervous system a really intentional, specific internal cue really that everything's cool and everything's all right. And we can start to remove some of those stresses and pressures and demands that hit us all the time externally, right? From something as small as a traffic jam or an unexpected phone call to, uh, to a really tough workout at the gym or a high performance tournament, right? All of those same influences and stresses are perceived the same way by our nervous system. And unless we take the time to cue it out of that state, we can kind of get stuck. And that's when our performance starts to suffer. The whole entire conversation about flight or fight comes down to this guy, like guys and gals and y'alls and theys. Like that is, that's, that's the thing. It is, you know, we can get stuck and there are cues to change. What is it? The internal state of your body. So anybody who's ever like sat there and wondered like, what's going on during my training? Am I doing this right? If you've had heart palpitations before your workout, I, you're probably not doing it right, right? You need, to, you need to slow down. You need to take the cue. And Bethany and NeuroPeak Pro have provided us with the opportunity to do that. And that is what the Intel belt is all about. So um, let's go into like the belt and what, you know, wh what it is that, you know, what, what it's changed for your practice as a coach. And then Meredith and I can talk about like what it's, you know, been like for us. 
Yeah, for sure. So NeuroPeak Pro's heart rate variability training and precision breathing device is called the Intel belt, like you mentioned. And the Intel belt is a little kind of strap that you, you wear just below the sternum. And it has some sensors on there that pick up on changes in your heart rate in live time. And also a sensor on the front, which helps you identify changes in your breathing pattern. So it shows you things like the consistency of your breath pattern, the pace and the volume of your breathing, right? And I think awareness, that word that you use, Jen, is really an important part of this conversation because how often do we think about the way that we're breathing, right? How are you breathing right now, right? The, the way that we breathe and how consistent we are with those patterns and those cues does send a very strong signal to the nervous system. We're really playing into your body's systems that are designed already to help you maintain that balance and that regulation. So if we slow down the pace of your breathing to about six breaths per minute, that, that's a little individualized for everyone based on a few variables, but about six breaths per minute. And we start to dial that in consistently for your system, you'll see that the changes in your heart rate become more profound. You get more change beat to beat and actually more change, right? More variability in that system is conditioning you to be more adaptable and better at responding to those shifts and those changes from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic state when necessary. It's really an easy lift where we're looking for about a 10 minute daily training commitment as you practice the precision breathing and the live metrics are really a great tool to help you lock it in and, and keep it engaged during the training. If anybody's been following my Instagram, I love sharing my, my metrics. <laughs> mm. They might be impressive for some, but I love that there's metrics and a, a yeah. number that I can aim for and that there is something for me to improve. I mean, my self-care has changed my attention for it, my time for it has changed drastically since March because of the puppy. And I, this has really helped me. Like I've been using it, probably got it like late February, the Intel belt. And it, it really has influenced and, and impacted like how I'm feeling today. And like my eyes. <laughs> She's like, I don't even need Botox anymore. I just like everything. <laughs> yeah, get a belt, no Botox. Um, Love it. Yeah, that's the takeaway. <laughs> And I think people are amazed. Like, I, I love that story. And we kind of laugh about it. But I think people are, you know, truly amazed as to, first of all, that sense of awareness, which I think is really what comes first for a lot of people. Like, all right, our, our tendency to kind of get caught up in life and return back to kind of sloppy breath patterns <laughs> is mm. there, right? So there's some undoing that mm. occurs as we gain more awareness into our breath patterns and, you know, learn how to modify it and change those and really unlock the power of the breath, but then all of those other things start to fall into place pretty quickly, right? So you're, you're sleeping better, you're recovering better, you're thinking more clearly, right? When stress mm. comes, you've got that strategy to go back to, to send your body the right cue, to stay, you know, in the right condition to handle the, the road ahead of you at that time. So really, you know, right around that four, six week training mark is typically where I start to hear, hear people have those aha moments and those really impactful stories related to their training, which really is not very long to start to experience those really 
positive things. My mind has definitely been blown away. Like in just this past week, like it took me a little bit of time to like really get into a steady training pattern. And even like with that, I've found for me personally that I like to split it up. So like I'll do five minutes here and five minutes there, six minutes here, six minutes there. I'm still working <laughs> to get it like a full, like 10 minutes at one time. I don't know why, but, um, but even with that, my numbers on my aura ring in the last week have been like off the charts for me, which is it's, it's, it, it like, I'm almost like, is this thing working? Like, is like, like the belt's clearly working, but like, is my ring broken? Like, what did I, uh-huh. cause it's even when it's even when I've had a couple of drinks at night, yeah. it's even when I, where I just before just assumed that it was going to tank. If, if that happened, you know, and which almost makes me a little worried because I'm like, now I can just go drink whatever I want, <laughs> but no, I won't do that. But, um, but it's, I, I think I was a little bit skeptical at first, like couldn't, could such a simple thing mm-hmm. like breathing, which we do all the time, but I don't even think I was so aware of how much anxiety I was having throughout the day. So just like being in New York city, like a neighbor dropped something on the floor and it like, it, it startles me or like I'm out yeah. on the subway and somebody does something and I'm like, you know, on alerts and even going into sessions with clients. Now I'm like trying to breathe before I go in and just like check in with myself to make sure that like, I'm in a, like a relaxed like place. And so it really has brought so much more awareness throughout the day, even when I'm not wearing my belt, mm. which has been really cool. And I think really helpful in terms of just like overall stress reduction because like you said we get into these patterns and we don't even realize like how shallow our breaths are and people would always say to me like oh well you should meditate and I'm like I know I should meditate thanks like <laughs> you know but it feels yeah, that's like not I, usually a compliment right <laughs> when people say that to- <laughs> yeah I mean like I like it's like it's something I already know it's like somebody being yeah, like oh well, you probably shouldn't eat that chocolate cake it's like I yeah. know I'm not supposed yeah. to eat the chocolate cake but like I, it, it, I needed something more tangible to be able yeah. to see, to, to be able to like see it and like, not just like, okay, I'm going to go sit over here for 10 minutes now and just right. try to like calm down. It's like right. really help, been helpful for me to have like an actual graph and chart to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've That's been really awesome, impressed with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love hearing those things too. And I think that ties in really nicely to the question that Jen posed earlier too. Like, am I doing it right? Which I think yeah. is a really common question that all of us hear from our clients. And Meredith, I think you really touched on the point that I wanted to unlock too. It's like the metrics really tell a story. Mm-hmm. You're getting a live feed, right? You're, you're getting a live response as to what's happening within your body right here, right now. And again, you've got that power to unlock and influence and change those systems right here, right now. So it is really important, you know, that we've got all of the, the definitions and the terms and the science and everything very well integrated into the app, but we really want the user also to have a really fun and engaging experience. So the metrics that we lean upon to support our Intel score are twofold, right? One is with the consistency of your breath pattern, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure you noticed there. And the other one is with driving up your low frequency percentage of HRV during training. So, so if you've raised both of those to 80 or above during training, you've unlocked it. You're there, you're benefiting, you know, you're getting the maximum potential of the exercise and 
lifetime. And I too am somebody that really enjoys that relative than just like, you know, shutting everything off and sitting in a quiet room. That's also very hard for me to do. That is yeah. not my happy place, <laughs> like, right? Right. So being able to use that tool, I think is, is a really fun and engaging way to train. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the the question I bring I bring that up because it is something I've heard so many times throughout my career in muscle activation techniques, definitely as a coach uh for strength and conditioning, you would hear athletes, am I doing it right? Of course, there's always a learning curve to what you're doing. And that's not what I'm exactly referring to. I'm really referring to that, like, how can you have a divine, like, trust in your consistency, in your effort, in your showing up, and confidently showing up? Like, that's what I mean. Am I doing it right? It's not just about the performance or the skill mm -hmm. of the exercise. It's really about that, like, 30,000-foot view Am, you know, do I have, you know, the baselines of where I don't want to go? Do I have the ability to adapt to situations? And I think Meredith and I talk about adaptability a lot, like within like this, like mental space with your exercise, like, how do I adjust this? How do I do this? And and it's even different from that. It's being able to step back and have that confidence of, you know, showing up consistently. And I think that's just something, it's like a problem I want to solve for people. Like, I really want to help them be able to say, yes, I can. And I think that the Intel belt, not just tracking your HRV, I think being able to train with it in mind and have and have the confidence and the ability to adapt and understanding that the nervous system is the thing that's flexible. I've often like talked about like, you don't need flexible joints, you need flexible nervous system. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is what I mean. What comes to mind Meredith for you when I say, am I doing this right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to, to your point about like adaptability and, you know, what we were talking about earlier, Jen, and it's like kind of a question that like, I'd like to run by Bethany. I'm so interested in the work that you did that led you to NeuroPeak with like brain injury and coming off the heels of Jen's interview with Greg Roscoff and his brain injury and trying to work through that and using things from NeuroPeak and working with NeuroPeak and just like the ability to use MAT to heal and recover. And I think it's so interesting to have that awareness. And those are, that's like one end of the spectrum, but what we were talking about before, where it's like, whether you're a trainer, an athlete, like we all have these stresses and we all have periods of, that we go through with anxiety and depression and more stressful circumstances. And, and then to your point, Jen, about like, how do I trust myself to know when I should push and when I should pull back and when I should train this way versus that way? And how am I going to go into the gym today? Am I going to go into the gym today? And if I do, what am I going to where am I going to take myself and how do we know all of those things? Like what's appropriate for any given day? I know I said I had a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is, you know, there's so many different layers and there's such a continuum of these 
issues that we all could face. But like when you're looking at something like HRV and you get either a low number or a high number or a middle of the road number, do you ever give people advice on how to know if that's a good day to push it or not? I was saying to Jen earlier that I woke up and had a really incredible HRV score today, but I felt not really great. Like where I didn't really even want to go work out. So how do I trust myself? Like, should I have gone and just pushed it and been like tested it or should, and, and conversely, like if I had a low HRV number, what would I do with that? Would I just assume I shouldn't go to the gym or should I really listen to my something else inside of me? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So I love that you're seeing some kind of extra validation or extra support from the tracking that you do already with your HRV. That stabilization of HRV scores is really something that I see oftentimes too, when I work with clients who track their HRV outside of their neuro peak training. And then also, like you said, kind of that, that adaptability piece, Hey, I wouldn't expect my score to be so high. I had a crummy night of sleep or I had an extra drink last night. That was a, a good surprise, right? So I think the, the HRV training is a tool really that's designed to help that system become more resilient, designed to help you respond to those cues. But, but to your point on a day where you're coming in with a lower score, you're not powerless anymore. You can hop in and say, I'm going to do some training to help improve or pull up that score. We don't always have the ability to change what's on our calendar for the day, right? Whether that's the workout intensity or the meeting, right? That, that we can't budge or move. So that's really a way for you to hop back in and improve that, that score and that metric to get you more prepared for what's coming. Mm-hmm. That said, with the HRV training, I'll say too that the, the frequency domain metrics that you see during the live training with Neuropeak is definitely an advantage to more of a continuous read or a time-based HRV reading. You could do a little bit more reading on kind of what those metrics entail. Yeah. Again, we've got a lot of that embedded right within the app. If you want to download the Neuropeak Pro app, you can read a little bit more about that. But essentially what we're looking for is for a particular frequency within HRV called the LF frequency to be enhanced when you train. And that's when you're going to be able to maximize kind of that benefit and be most prepared for what's coming ahead. Do you see that as being like, if that number is at its best, that's when people feel most like they are like in the zone? Yeah, it definitely correlates to that in the zone performance state, which is why it's great to lock it in every day, right? I've got people that train every morning or every evening, for example, something that you can come back to. Your metrics are going to be very relative to you, right? So if you notice that number dipping a little bit, I would recommend jumping in and thinking about those context clues. So just like you're doing already, hey, how was my sleep? How was that workout that I had yesterday? Was it different than my workout last week? Was it more intense, right? There's an explanation in there somewhere, right? We just have to put on our thinking cap a little bit to understand what's going on contextually with our HRV. Wow. Ken, so I think I would love to hear some of the more like the NeuroPeak and like the Intel belt, like what does it offer specifically to people? And just to make that clear for our audience so that we can like show like how this is different than just like tracking. We've mentioned precision breath training. We've mentioned you have clients, but like, I just kind of want to like get that nice and clear for everyone. 
It's interesting when we think about that, because I, you know, I work with a lot of athletes throughout the course of the week. I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, students, business professionals, right? So there's a wide gamut of people that can benefit from these services. If we boil it down, I would say anyone that needs to respond to pressure or perform mm-hmm. under pressure. That's everybody. That's, That's everybody with <laughs> the nervous system. That's everybody <laughs> Right. And um, truly, I believe that everybody can benefit from this training because we all have pressures. They might be different. Right. We're not all stepping onto a football field next Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. But we all have something in our life that's going to push us and, you know, create a higher level of demand. We all have something that's going to come up this week or next. That'll be a little unexpected that we have to deal with. We're all trying to be at our best physically and, you know, be able to work out to our highest potential. Right. This is something that we can all achieve with the added benefits of precision breathing training. Mm. Yeah. So the precision breathing training we can do without the belt, we can follow the NeuroPeak Pro app, and that is absolutely free. You can unlock your really some inner power with breath training. So it's not just about the value of you know these wearables and products. It is about the value of unlocking your potential, my potential. So that I know, I mean, I can, I have like real data that says like, wow, this is actually, and I, like I said before, I've been so impressed with how to see such a change so fast, Mm -hmm. you know, but what Jen was saying, like you could legitimately, anybody can just download the app, follow along with the breath training without even having the belt and still really benefit from that. And, you know, obviously like, like your recommendation is 10 minutes a day. And I have found that the more consistent I am with that, the, the, the more benefits I have gotten. So, but you know, the point that you made about the NeuroPeak app is, is that it's really, really easy to get started. And it is, you know, all you have to do is download the NeuroPeak Pro app right in there. We've got a breath pacer. That's a really great place to get you started. And we also have a coaching video series that you can watch right within the app that really starts to lay down some of the foundational elements of our precision breathing training. So we're going to be introducing some of those concepts that we talked about, right? Things like the volume, the consistency of the breath, the pace of the breath, why it matters, what it's doing to you and your nervous system when you start to kind of jump into these practices. So it's it's a great way to get introduced to it. And then adding the Intel Bell to your next layer of training really starts to give you the metrics, the trends to start to take your training to the next level. When I say, you know, where my adaptability like is just in this, like, last month and a half, like I was able to improve my strength in the weakest part of my body while I had all of this crazy stuff going on. And like, I have demands left and right, personal business. And I was shocked, honestly, that I was still able to improve. I I mean, I, I was going to the gym less. You know, so it was like the that that is the for me like capital letters adaptability is being able to you know have that and own it and I, I you know and I would have been a little upset if I would have lost some strength in an area I've spent like years <laughs> you know focusing on and yeah so anyways that's like my favorite you know 
bullet point here is that I still made progress, even though my life has changed and been more stressful in the last two months. So yay for that. Yeah. And I learned a lot about myself through using the Intel belt, um, about more about my focus, more about, you know, what's important to like my, like when I talk about peak performance, like for me, like physicality has always been like a strength of mine. Like I don't lose a lot of physicality or like vibrancy, even if I'm tired, but my focus and like some of my like digestive functions, like definitely suffer. So that's just like a very like personal um, signature of mine. And I have been able to focus on my nervous system, which helped me like maintain my health on those two specific things about focus and, you know, basic bodily functions. So, so jazz that people can learn about the belt. They can also win the belt. We have some giveaways coming up. This episode airs May 4th, right? Or May 2nd. Monday. It's Monday, Monday is May 2nd. 2nd is a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Monday is the second. <laughs> so on that epic day, May the 4th be with you. We are going to announce our giveaway. So Peach Pit fans, make sure you're on Instagram following Think Fit Be Fit Podcast and Noro Peak Pro. It's just Noro Peak Pro, nothing else right there. And That is going to give you access to our giveaways. And of course, like the newsletter will also have it. But I mean, the main thing is, is that, you know, we want to turn the the power back to you guys. It's, It's really about that intrinsic value and having confidence and showing up consistently for yourself, uh, for the gym or for your life and, you know, whatever it is. We call it unlocking your potential right? When you were coming in and expecting a certain result, and then you got so much more from it. So I'm glad to hear that that's been the experience for both of you. It's something that I hear very often for the folks that I work with as well. Hey, this positive thing is happening now. I I wasn't expecting that. I think it's a a great investment of, you know, your time to jump in and start using the product. I'm excited about how many more lives we can impact together. Yay. Okay. So any other plugs that we need to get people over to Nora Peak Pro? Download the app, follow on Instagram, and participate in the giveaway. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly we have our website as well. We could certainly you know add that in, um, maybe even into the app description or something like that. But I really think the giveaway and being able to route them on Instagram is going to provide all the information that they need to get engaged and purchase. So. That's great. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you to Noro Peak Pro. And thank you, Meredith. I mean, my gosh. Thank you so much, Bethany. Thank you, Jennifer. This has been a really special episode. Great working with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out the show notes or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.